Life is messy, our minds are messy, success is blinking messy. Join me, Charlotte Hopkins, on the Gloriously Messy Me podcast, where I'm opening up hearts, minds, and souls to navigate life's unique messiness. Exploring identity, culture, belonging, and success, I, along with some phenomenal special guests, will be sharing my own experiences, as well as impactful theories and top tips on how I help people unleash their incredible potential to take courageous action and build a life that they love. Okay, let's get on to today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back. I am Charlotte, as you know, and today I'm recording from my office. And today's topic couldn't be more perfect for the morning that I've had, in all honesty. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about why we need to stop hiding behind perfectionism. And I have recorded or press record at least three times today because my hair wasn't right, my top wasn't sitting properly, the background wasn't right. It was all of these things that were basically stopping me taking action. So what better way to talk about perfectionism and how we have to stop hiding behind it. So yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit around what perfectionism is really. And It's not considered a psychological disorder. It's not really acknowledged in the way that maybe it could or should be when we look at the impact that it can have on our lives. But those side effects are or can be totally destructive. And I definitely am somebody who is on the journey to recovery from perfectionism. I'm not entirely sure we'll ever get rid of it. Um, I think it always kind of raises its ugly head, especially when we don't want it to. Um, But I'm definitely somebody who has had burnout multiple times because of perfectionism. Um, So I wanted to share a little bit around that and just talk a little bit around the overlap between some of those um, kind of diagnosed disorders or some of the side effects from experiencing trauma. Um, And even it can be kind of capital T trauma Um, which is things like maybe a car accident or, you know, unfortunately something that's happened in childhood that's carried on through, but it can just be little t trauma. So things that, you know, we've just found really stressful and maybe haven't found the right coping strategies to, to deal with. And perfectionism is one of those things that I believe is an impact from not finding those right coping strategies. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about. So let me know, don't forget to subscribe and let me know. I'd love for people to get in touch if they are really resonating with some of the topics that we're talking about. And and I know so many people that are experiencing perfectionism. So definitely um, reach out if you need to. So when we look at the characteristics that some of the symptoms of of trauma and some of those diagnosable conditions, so things like OCD, things like um, anxiety or depression, um, and then some of those traumas um effects so things like people pleasing and you know just being distressed and maybe not being able to regulate as well as we would like to and what we know is those feelings those thoughts those behaviors those physical sensations you know we've all experienced it where we get that butterfly in our belly and we get that kind of faminess in our hands and that kind of 
like palpitations that, that kind of just that I get sweaty I'm a proper sweaty Betty <laughs> um I know what a lovely picture I'm picturing for you um but that combination of all of those things can really impact the quality of life in various different ways um but usually what we see is these feelings of real unease and that I know for myself I felt this really um overwhelming at times insecurity not just with myself but with those around me I was and still do get exhausted because I want everything to be perfect I'm currently working on two contracts for one provider and the one contract was due to finish or did finish not even due to finish this is the perfectionism speaking in me um it was it did finish I finished that off and sent it to the provider and the second contract that we've been doing has meant that I really don't feel comfortable with the, the report that we've created for the first contract. So I've gone back and just tweaked that completely free of charge. Now, anybody who's self-employed knows that we don't have that spare time and we shouldn't be really doing too much time or too much additional work. And this is really where I can see my perfectionist kind of tendencies absolutely in action. Now, when we look at a kind of psychology perspective around um, perfectionism, they reckon there's around seven types. Now, I don't really know what those seven types are. All I can talk about is the fact that as a as a person who's got lived experience of this, and also people who, as somebody who's worked with lots and lots of people who've experienced this, um, and especially those making huge changes, it's very hard to step into who we want to become when we don't necessarily feel comfortable with the person that we are in the present. And that's part and parcel, I think, of the challenges. And it's this, you know, the word and the language that's used within psychology and within the medical profession is never really particularly helpful. Um, but they use this term as it perfection being about a maladaptive approach. And when we look at this kind of maladaptive approach, essentially what we mean is a coping strategy or a mechanism that doesn't necessarily mean it's helpful to us at that time. So I think that we kind of create this belief system that is there to try and protect us. So why would we put something out if we didn't think it was good enough? Because then we would have critis criticism. Why would I put myself forward if I didn't think anybody would see value in it? Because then I'm just going to reaffirm the fact that I am not good enough. So when we look at the way that perfectionism as a, a behavior manifests, even from a kind of clinical sense, even from a psychological sense, it's looking about adapting standards that are often really ex extremely difficult to meet. And my first experience of burnout from perfectionism, I actually can trace right the way back to GCSEs. And I was doing my mocks at age 15 because we didn't split them over two years then. Um, yes, I am that old. And we did, um, I just got burnout and I just put this absolute pressure on myself to get these A's and B's and not even really A stars. They weren't a big thing at the time. And, but just to get those A's and I literally failed every single mock. Not one did I pass. And I think I had 
in biology. Now, surely 17% is maybe just writing your name and your date. So I really like built this complete and utter, not only these physical sensations of stress. So the cortisol was flowing through my brain constantly. I was constantly overthinking. I was constantly telling myself that I hadn't revision, revised enough. I hadn't done enough. I was, of course, I was going to fail. So this a whole narrative that I played behind was I have to get A's and B's to make sure that I am good enough. And I don't even really know what I think at that age. I don't even know what I thought good enough meant, but I could absolutely see it. Now, I was quite fortunate that I had a bit of an epiphany in the, the year before my actual GCSEs and just really realized that it doesn't really matter. And I say this to lots of teenagers now who are going through GCSEs and my son is going through them. And he's just got the most amazing attitude because he's like, I just need C's. But what I want to do, I just need C's. If I get some B's, brilliant. It is music to my ears because he is just so chilled and he knows his worth is not built around grades. I didn't. And it was very much the starting block for what has been an incredible career, but also a career where I've pushed and I've pushed and I've pushed. So that idea that these standards are extremely difficult to meet it's not just about pushing ourselves to achieve more. So when we feel like my biggest, the, the affirmation I use a lot, by the way, I hate that affirmation of shoot for the moon and you'll land in the stars. Like, oh, shoot me now. It's not the one that resonates for me. And I apologize to anybody who is listening and thinks that's my favorite one. This is no judgment, but it does nothing for me because that shooting for the moon, I get the concept of it. But if you've got perfectionism tendencies, doesn't matter if you land in the stars because you're, you're aiming for the moon. So we have to look at what is reasonable as well as striving for more um, as well. The second aspect that they look at from a psychological perspective in regards to perfectionism is that we set the expectations so high that they become not only really damn difficult to meet, but they can actually damage performance. Now, with... 25 years of working in personal professional development, I have seen this over and over and over again, not just within myself, but within a lot of the people that I work with as well. We are so hell-bent on making sure that we deliver absolutely what we should deliver, that we just lose that sense of self, that sense of personality. Why is that important? So Vanessa Van Edwards, who's an amazing, amazing, amazing um, behavioral research she does a lot of work around charisma and what that means to build connection with people and if you don't know her check it out because she's brilliant um, and she talks a lot about how people who have massive competence who know so much about a topic will often go in and they're really keen to tell people and they'll share their facts and they'll share their information and they will be really clinical in what they do but they fail to kind of build that connection. Whereas those people who have lots of warmth and this beautiful ability to find this empathy um, will often hide back and won't want to share their knowledge and their expertise and their competence and their skills because they're afraid of showing up that person or they're afraid of making that person look like a fool. And what we really need is this happy medium. So we have to have personality and charisma. We have to be able to show up in a more vulnerable 
way, and I know the V word gets bounded about a lot in the online space in particular, but we have to find that balance because if we don't have enough um, competence shown as people who are kind of ambitious and people who are intelligent, I'm like a really intelligent person, but I spent so long dampening down myself. Um, and I say that now and it makes me cringe because I feel like I've got this ego that's huge. And I know that that's that people pleasing tendency be, that I have this this kind of let's not show off too much because what will people think? Let's not share our wins too much because what will people think? And I often call this the substance and fluff. And I try and find the substance and fluff in what I do. So when you first meet me, you might think I'm a bit fluffy and I'm very excitable, like a little Jack Russell puppy. But actually, when you start to work with me, I'm very thorough and very good at what I do. And that's part of the, the, the charm, I think, is that I can be really fluffy and I can be very approachable and engaging. But I'm also very good now, not always, but now at saying what my limits are and what my boundaries are. And that has all been brought from that kind of perfectionist um, or learning more about my perfectionist traits. So the last one then is really looking at how you can really see that it's impacting other complications. And what I mean by that is it's causing you unhelpful or harmful harms. So you're finding that you might be somebody who's quite anxious or maybe somebody who's quite depressed or somebody who's quite unmotivated. And I often find that a lot of the people I work with, they have very low level anxiety. They maybe have, um, I wouldn't say depression, but what I would say is they may have some low mood or fluctuating mood. And usually it's because they're completely uninspired or they're just not necessarily in a position where they mentally feel strong enough to take that really big, bold, courageous action. And if you know anything about the podcast so far, you'll know that I'm a big fan of helping people take courageous action. Because when we come out of our comfort zones, things like perfectionism can be pushed aside. And when we look at, you know, that the need and the, the desire that most people have to become a bigger, maybe better, dare I say it, version of who they are right now, then perfectionism is often something that will be holding them back. So what does that look like? And can you relate to any of this? So the links between burnout and perfectionism are quite huge, actually, and they're quite well documented. So whether you are somebody who is um, trauma-informed, whether you're somebody from a medical um, model or a medical approach, whether you're somebody who is just someone who has no idea, don't care, but you can absolutely feel and breathe this as a lived experience. So people with perfectionism often feel exhausted from having to have it all together all of the time. And that's why I've experienced burnout several times. Like I say, the first time was around exam stress and making sure I was seen as a really good student. For teachers, that don't even matter to me anymore. For friends in school who I don't even speak to anymore. For people who even, I wasn't even friends in school with who I felt, what would they think if I didn't get these grades? So it was completely un unrealistic. It was an un unfair expectation to put on myself. Have I seen that in my adulthood? 
absolutely. This podcast is one example. And it took me a really long time to be able to put myself out there. So those of you who watch on YouTube will see that my business name, Kin B, is behind me, as I said, because I'm in the office. Um, and for a really long time, I've hidden behind Kin B as a brand. And not put myself out there as Charlotte Hopkins. And that is absolutely because of this need to constantly strive to have this idea that things are perfect or that they're not less than perfect. And I've got this wonderful balance, <clears throat> causes chaos in my brain that says, logically, you're never going to have perfection. Just do the best that you can do. And that is great. Emotionally, that chimp sits on my shoulder saying, that's not good enough. You've just won that contract, but it's not big enough. Or you've just won that contract, but we need another one. Or you may have won several contracts, but yeah, you still need to lose weight. Or you may have this, but you still got a snaggly tooth. So the chimp that sits on my shoulder is ever present. And that's where that exhaustion comes from. That exhaustion of having to have it all together, to have to constantly strive to sometimes detach ourselves from um, others or the environment that we're, we're part of. So there's all of these different behaviors that are usually linked to that idea of perfectionism. And for me, the one thing in particular is this reduced sense of accomplishment that I strive with and battle with almost on a weekly basis, but also then this idea that I just have to have it all together all the time and it is just exhausting so for me it's those two things that really really have been a challenge so what is it that you can do to really consider whether you guys have um or feel that you're maybe holding yourself back because of perfectionism so the biggest thing that helped me and we've got a series coming up actually that looks at uh, those people who helped me unmess my mess and I cannot wait to share these incredible people. But one of the people that I'll be sharing this with um, is a lady called Donna Liddell. And she taught me to listen to my heart and soul. And for those of you who are very strategic and not really very woo, that will sound maybe a little out there. Um, but the thing is with perfectionists, they are often in their heads all the time they're often overthink overthinking all the time and one of the things that I knew I needed to do was allow myself to not be in my head all the time now I don't know enough about the science but I do know that there are plenty of neurotransmitters in your brain which is in your gut so we have two brains one in the head one in the gut and I've always been a big believer in gut instinct. Now, what that looks like is always a challenge because different people will think different things. But my call to action for you guys on this podcast episode is for you to spend some time in your body. So listen to your heart, listen to your guts, listen to that kind of gut feeling um, and not your head. The internal dialogue it is real. For me, it goes on and on and on. My internal dialogue talks as much as my external dialogue. So podcast was always going to be perfect. But actually, the more we can ground ourselves and the more we can allow ourselves to internally um, breathe 
is an opportunity for us to really think about how unfair we are being to ourselves. Now, that's the first thing. The second thing is I want you to write it down. Because when we write down these thoughts that I'm not good enough or I've won recently, my most recent one was I've won eight contracts in eight weeks and when I still need more. When as soon as I wrote that down, my logical brain kicked in and went, get a grip, Charlotte. We need a break. So emotionally, I have this kind of infinity loop going on in my head all the time. But as soon as I saw it written down in pen and paper, it was enough to help me really appreciate that this was a narrative that wasn't unhelpful to me. So when unpicking perfectionism, you're not going to do one kind of breathing exercise and release. It's not as easy as that. It's going to take work. It's going to take consistency. It's going to take dedication. But the more you sit and allow yourself to feel and rather than think, the more you'll be able to take a step back and really understand what those unhelpful thoughts are. So thank you for joining me for today's episode. Um, I feel like I've been a little bit vulnerable. Um, I don't often be vulnerable and this feels like a really big step for me. Um, the perfectionist in me is already doing that thing that I do and rambling on. However, really hope you found it beneficial and I will look forward to hearing from you soon. Take care, everyone. Bye.